Hey everybody, welcome back to the Fat Loss Simplified Podcast, where we teach you how you can lose 20 or more pounds of fat, heal your relationship with food, and be proud of what you see in the mirror without obsessing over food choices, spending hours in the gym, or giving up your social life. And this week we're going over how you can achieve the most attainable and sustainable dream physique. And this is actually in response to an episode that I put out last week on the truth behind intermittent fasting. And honestly, I didn't really even take that big of a dogmatic approach when it comes to intermittent fasting. When it comes to intermittent fasting, it really just depends on what works best for you. And last week, I painted the picture of two avatars for whom intermittent fasting would probably not be a good idea, and one person for whom it would be a fine idea. And it really goes back to what behaviors are you instilling in your life? Do they meet your goals? And if they don't, how can you adjust your behaviors in order to actually achieve your goals? Well, I received some feedback and I had several people reaching out to me and asking me, well, if intermittent fasting isn't the way, then what is the way? And so we're going to talk about that today. But before we do that, I just wanted to remind you of some opportunities that are available for you here at the podcast. Number one, Probably the most important thing that you can do both for yourself and in order to help grow the show is to make sure you follow or subscribe to this podcast. And it depends on what podcast player you listen to, depending on whether or not it says follow or subscribe. But either way, wherever you listen to your podcasts, go ahead and either hit that subscribe button or that follow button. It will make sure that you hear future episodes, and it will also make sure that more people discover our show and are able to benefit from the information that we provide. And the second opportunity that's available for you is that if you're listening along with the show and at any point you think to yourself, you know what? When it comes to losing fat and getting in the best shape of my life, I really want some help and some guidance. You can go ahead and look in the show notes below and you can schedule your free lifestyle audit. And in the free lifestyle audit, it's just an opportunity for us to sit down, go over what your life currently looks like, why you're not getting the results that you're working so hard for, and how you can get set on the right path today. So go ahead and click the schedule a lifestyle audit and we'll get you taken care of. And now... Let's get right into the show. All right, when it comes to losing fat, there seems to be a lot of confusion about something that should be really simple. Now, as we get started, I'm making a couple assumptions. I'm gonna talk mainly about nutrition and exercise, but I am making a couple lifestyle assumptions. I'm already assuming that you get good sleep, that you're taking care of that box, that you're getting somewhere between six and eight hours Tending up towards eight hours would be preferable, but at least you're in the range of six to eight hours. And you also have a routine that enables you to get out into sunlight on a daily basis. And you also are drinking enough water so that you're hydrated and good to go with that. And so since you have those things already taken care of, now we can get into, okay, what should my eating patterns look like? And again, like I've said before, and even like I said last week when it comes to intermittent fasting, is that it depends on what works for you and your lifestyle. But... There are some hard and fast rules that should be followed if you're ever going to make progress. You know, some people will stop there and they'll say, well, it depends. And even though that's true, it lacks any kind of context. And so my goal for today is to give you the context that you need in order to lose the fat that you want to lose without any of the nasty side effects. And so now let's dive into what that process actually looks like. Week number one 
What you want to do is you want to track what you're currently doing. And even though this is not like some sexy secret, this is what most people skip and why most people have a really tough time. On the first week where you're really trying to gain insight, you're really trying to gain knowledge into what you're currently doing and why you're not making progress, you're really not trying to change anything. All you want to do is to track what you're currently doing when it comes to your intake of food. And so let's just say for imaginary purposes, let's just imagine that you go through week number one and you track what you're currently eating and you come to discover that you're eating somewhere around 3,000 calories. You're in that 3,000 calorie range on average. So you figure it out what all your calories are on day one through day seven a week number one. You've averaged all those days out and that average equals 3,000 calories. Now what you wanna do is for week two, you want to do the exact same thing again. And by the end of week two, you want to see, was I able to get the same amount of calories this week as I did last week? Or was I somewhere in the ballpark at least? And if those two numbers are wildly different, then you've gained some awareness as to why you're not seeing the progress you wanna see. You're not seeing the progress that you wanna see because you lack consistency. And a lot of times you'll hear people say that the key to making progress is consistency, and yet they won't reveal to you what you're supposed to be consistent with. Well, the number of calories that you're eating on average per week, right? Because we don't wanna be sticklers and say, you have to get like this exact number every single day. That's a little too extreme. We want to say, you know, on average, I'm getting the same calories from week to week. My body knows what to expect. And because my body knows what to expect, my body is acting accordingly. My body is either gaining weight because I'm regularly over-consuming, or I'm losing weight because I'm regularly in a deficit, or nothing is changing because I'm eating at maintenance. And you want to gain awareness around which of those things is happening. You also want to gain awareness around the fact that is my weight gain due to the fact that my body doesn't know what's going to be thrown at it next? Maybe one week you eat 3,000 calories, then the next week you eat 1,500 calories on average, then the next week you eat 2,500 calories on average. And the principle there is that if you're throwing something new at your body every single week and your body just really doesn't know what to do. Do with that. And so you're struggling because you're so inconsistent. You're struggling to gain awareness around what exactly you should change because every single week is so totally different. There's just nowhere for you to go. There's no insight that you have that will enable you to make the progress that you want to make. And so week one, you want to track what am I currently doing? Week two, you want to track again and see, is what I'm currently doing repeatable? Is it repeated week to week? Or are my weeks just a continual anomaly? And now that you've gained awareness around that, we want to ask this question. Now, let's just assume that you go through week one and week two, and you find out that your calories are drastically different from week to week. Then you want to ask yourself why that's happening. Why are my calories so wildly different week to week? Why am I treating my body one way one week and a totally different way another week? Why is that happening and how can I fix it? Which leads us to the next step. Once you identify why that's happening, 
Then you have the ability, because you've gained awareness about why it's happening, to ask yourself, okay, now that I know that I'm being inconsistent, and now that I know why that's happening, what habits can I instill in my daily routine that will get me into a repeatable pattern? And then from that point, you're going to do absolutely nothing. And here's what I mean by that. You're going to do absolutely nothing else. You're going to take no further steps forward until you get your habits into a repeatable pattern. Because until your current habits are repeatable, whether they're good, bad, whatever, it really doesn't matter until you can be consistent. Now, let's just say it takes you two to three weeks to get into a consistent pattern. Well, after you get into a consistent pattern, then you can ask yourself, okay, now that I'm in a consistent pattern of life, I'm getting about the same amount of calories every single week. Then you want to ask yourself questions like this. What is the quality of my food like? Am I getting the majority of my nutrition from whole natural foods, which you can reach out to me, by the way, and if you're not sure what food sources to go for, if you're not sure what a list of whole natural foods looks like, feel free to reach out to me, shoot me an email, and I will send you our nutrient-rich foods cheat sheet. But you want to ask yourself questions like that. What is the quality of my food like? And is the majority of my food coming from whole natural sources? Or is the majority of my food coming from fast food, coming from potato chips I'm snacking on? Or you get the idea. Where is my nutrition coming from? And are those things high quality sources? Now, again, I don't want you to fall into the trap of I can't have any of those things that I just listed. But it's a balance, right? It's a balance of How can I eat as much whole natural foods as I possibly can and also include those other foods that I enjoy so that I'm not overindulging, but also so that I'm including them enough that I'm going to be consistent and that I'm going to keep moving forward and I'm not just going to give up because I don't have any of the foods that I enjoy in my life. So again, that's not to say that you can't have any of these things. You definitely can, but you just need to plan for it and make room for it in your plan and achieve that balance in your life. Now let's just say you answer that question and you know that the answer is, well, the quality of foods that I'm getting is really not that great. Then your next step is again to do absolutely nothing until you're able to shift your food sources to whole natural foods. And be consistent with that over a period of a few weeks. And once you're able to be consistent with that over a period of a few weeks, then I want you to step on the scale and record your weight. Now, please do not do this if you have a dysfunctional relationship with the scale. Again, I want to remind you that the scale just provides data. It does not give us any insight into the quality of person we are. It doesn't give us any insight into whether or not we're retaining water. It doesn't give us any insight into whether or not the number on the scale is fat or if it's muscle. It doesn't give us any of those insights. All that it is is data. And so after you step on the scale, I want you to record that data. And again, it's data. So don't feel any certain way about it. Then I want you to wait a week. And after a week, I want you to step on the scale again and record that data. And what trends do you recognize in that data? Now, in order to get accurate data, you need to weigh yourself on the same day of the week and at the same time. And hopefully you are now in a consistent pattern of life that you've eaten similar things that you did the week before. For most people, the easiest way to do this is to weigh yourself on the same day of the week first thing in the morning. That way you know that you've done the same thing that week that you did the week before, which is basically nothing. You've just rolled out of bed and stepped on the scale. There's really no variation that can happen. 
And so when you first start collecting this data, that's my recommendation. Weigh yourself first thing in the morning and then wait a week and weigh yourself first thing in the morning again on that same day of the week. Now, I also want you to be aware of the fact that there's actually another way that you can get even better data, but it depends on what your relationship is with the scale. If you have a good relationship with the scale and you realize that it shouldn't make you feel any certain way, and you realize that all it is is giving you data into whether or not you're in a deficit or a surplus, then the way to get the most accurate information, because there is such a thing as water fluctuations and weight is impacted by a lot of things, whether or not we're retaining water, whether or not we had a bunch of sodium, which leads to us retaining water, and all these other things that can impact the number on the scale. The way to get the best data is to weigh yourself first thing in the morning every single day and to keep a record of all that data. And at the end of each week, you average all that data out and you look at the averages. You don't really look at the information from day to day because that can change and that can vary due to a variety of reasons. But you're really just looking at what is that average per week and what is the trend of that average. And that's gonna give you the most accurate data. But again, that depends on what your relationship with the scale is. If you're gonna feel badly about the number that you see on the scale, then you should definitely not do that. Then, after you get that data, you have a couple other questions to ask yourself. Number one, are you gaining weight? Number two, are you losing weight? Or number three, are you staying the same? If you're gaining weight, then that means you're in a surplus. If you're losing weight, that means you're in a deficit. And if you're maintaining your weight, then that means you've discovered what your maintenance calories are. And then, of course, once you've determined that, you have a couple other questions to ask. Now, probably the reason that you're here listening to this episode is because you want insight into how you can lose fat. And so let's talk about that specifically. If you want to lose fat, but yet you discovered through gathering this data that you are actually in a surplus, then you still have some questions that you need to ask yourself. Number one, what is that number, right? The calorie number at which you're gaining weight. And if it's less than 2000 calories, then you have something else to consider. How do I feel? What is the kind of quality sleep that I'm getting? How much energy do I have? What is my mood like? Is my mood stable or is my moods unpredictable? What is my libido like? If I'm a woman, am I experiencing regular menstrual cycles? And if any of those things are wonky, if they're weird, if they're not where they should be, then you know that you should not go into a deficit because you're in a place where you have probably been dieting for a very long period of time and your metabolism has adapted to that low intake of calories. And some of the ways that that adaptation is revealing itself is in the lower energy, in the poor quality sleep, in the low libido, with poor hormone balance. And if all of that is currently true, then if you go into more of a deficit, those things are just going to be exacerbated. And not only that, but your cravings are probably going to go through the roof and you're probably not going to be able to maintain that deficit for very long just because your body's going to ramp up cravings to get more calories into you so that you can feel better in all those areas of your life. Now, if you're in that situation, you might say to yourself, well, then what is there to do? Well, what you want to do is focus on a couple things. One, am I getting enough protein? Two, am I getting enough fiber? 
And if both of those boxes are checked, then can you increase your calories a little bit while introducing strength training at least three to four times a week? By doing that, what you're trying to accomplish is, just like by eating in a deficit and dieting for years and years and years has caused your metabolism to adapt in a negative way, we want to slowly increase your calories in order to signal to your body that it's okay for your metabolism to speed up because you're going to start feeding it like it needs to be fed. We also want to introduce strength training because we want to ensure that those extra calories that your body's getting, because again, if your body has adapted to a low maintenance, when you start to increase calories, you want any extra calories that your body perceives that you're getting to go towards strength and muscle gains. When you start strength training three to four times a week, it sends the signal to your body that, hey, we shouldn't be building fat cells right now. What we really need to be doing is building muscle cells in order to support the demand of the strength training. Again, this is something a lot of people leave out and why they struggle. They begin to increase their calories and then they think, well, this reverse diet's not working. Well, it's not working like you expected because you're not doing any kind of strength training. You're not sending any kind of signal to the body to tell the body what to do with those extra calories that your body thinks it's getting. And again, eventually when you're consistent and when you fall into a pattern of taking care of your body and trying to build it up and giving it the resources that it needs, that's when you're going to see the positive changes that you want to see. And it's not going to start with the number on the scale. It's going to start with you feeling better, having more stable moods, getting better sleep, having a higher libido. It's going to exhibit itself in those ways first before it exhibits itself in actual weight loss on the scale. Now again, while you're doing all this, you're collecting data. And what you wanna be seeing when you're collecting this data is you still want to collect the data by stepping on the scale. But what you're actually shooting for, now that you're slowly increasing your calories and now that you're introducing three to four days of strength training every single week, what you're watching for is you're watching for your weight to not change at all. Now I know that sounds crazy and I know that that's not really what you wanna hear. You wanna see the number on the scale go down. That's what most people wanna see. But it's important to realize that before you see that, you need to send the signal to your body that it's being taken care of, that it doesn't need to have a slow metabolism anymore because instead of always being in a deficit and tearing your body down, you're now attempting to build your body up and it's gonna take time for your body to receive that signal. But once you do all of that, and once you start to see strength gains in the gym, again, not the number on the scale go down, but when you start to see yourself getting stronger, when you start to see yourself building muscle, when your libido starts to get higher, your mood stabilizes, you get better sleep, when all those things are now in place and you feel great, you have the energy that you wanna have, then you wanna think to yourself, could I do this a little bit more? <laughs> And you might think to yourself, well, when are we gonna get into the calorie deficit? Don't worry, it's coming. But you wanna think to yourself, how can I encourage this momentum as much as I possibly can? How high can I get my calories without gaining weight? How strong can I get? How performance-driven can I be? And then when you get to a point where you are not gaining weight, but you're getting stronger, and then you get to that point where you think to yourself, you know what, I'm tired of eating food. I don't think I can eat anymore. That's the moment where you say to yourself, okay, now it is time to start decreasing my calories. 
And once you've done all of that, I guarantee you, because you've taken care of your body and you've taken the time to build it up, you're going to see the fat fly off of you like it never has before. And that, my friends, is what I hope for everyone to want in their weight loss journey, for it to feel effortless, for them to feel empowered, for them to have better energy, better mood, better libido, better everything. And to cap it all off, when the fat starts to fall off easier than it ever has before, and you're still able to eat more calories than you ever have before while that's all happening, then you have found the perfect sweet spot. Then after you get into a deficit, and you start to see the fat falling off, you're gonna wanna stay there somewhere between eight to 16 weeks, and that varies greatly depending on how long you can stand to be in a deficit, and some people can go up to 16 weeks, some people can't make it as far, and either way, that's okay. Whatever fat loss wins you see during that time, celebrate that, enjoy that. And then when you get to the end of your deficit, here's what you do. You repeat the whole cycle over again if you still have more fat to lose. Now, if you've lost all the fat you wanna lose, then that's great. Then you can adjust up to maintenance and then you can just enjoy being at maintenance and just continue collecting data, continue monitoring what's going on. But really at that point, you've built a machine that is able to be adaptable, able to be flexible, able to give you the food freedom that you want. You're able to go to birthday parties and enjoy birthday cake. You're able to do all the things that you've always wanted to do with ease and you've earned it. But Again, if you still have more fat to lose, then you just repeat the process. Then you start increasing your calories again while not putting on any weight, building strength, building the machine again, and you just keep building up until you get to that point where you're like, man, I don't wanna eat any more food. Then you go back into the deficit and then you enjoy losing even more fat. Now there's one other piece of the puzzle that I think is actually pretty important, and that is just getting in general movement. And probably the easiest, the best, and the healthiest way to do that is just to aim for getting 10,000 steps a day. And again, you're not gonna start getting 10,000 steps just like all of a sudden, you're gonna have to work your way up to it. But again, you do that in the exact same way as you would get into a calorie deficit. Just track how many steps you currently have and seek to build up from there until you're consistently getting 10,000 steps. Now, a lot of people will put a lot of focus on cardio and running a lot on the treadmill, and a lot of that's pretty unnecessary because 15% of the calories that your body's gonna burn is going to be through non-exercise related activity. And one of the easiest forms of activity that you can get yourself to do is just simply walking. And for those that might be thinking, man, 15% is not that high. 15% is actually the highest impact area that you have the most control over. 70% of the calories that your body burns is dictated by your BMR, which is just a fancy way of saying, your base metabolic rate, which is just a way of saying those calories are used to, to keep you alive. And there's not much that you can do to influence that number except for building muscle, which increases your BMR and allows you to eat more food. And so that's going back to the strength training and why that's so important. But there you have it. That is the complete system to how you can lose fat effectively. Now within that, there's a lot of different strategies that you can use. You can use intermittent fasting as long as it works and is appropriate for you within those guidelines. You can use a bunch of other tools in order to accomplish these things. But these things are tried and true principles that will get you to the destination that you're looking for. This is the way and this way never fails. Now with all that being said, I'm gonna stop talking. You know why? Because at some point, 
It's time to get out and to do these things. So I would love to hear how these things go for you after you implement them. And I hope that that was a huge help to you and that you have a great day. Oh, and P.S., always take a look down in the show notes below as there is links to my other social media handles. You can go and follow me other places, as well as there's probably a resource down there that'll be helpful for you.